Thank you. Hi, yep. I say this is the morning podcast with Jacob and Ethan. This is hell. shock people too electroshock oh, therapy yeah this just shock people i will you you forget everything like how yeah. bad do you have to get shocked to forget everything to just <laughs> like so i pushed an electric fence and i still remember so there's one time we had we had strung a hot wire fence at mom and dad's uh-huh. and i had a uh pipe fence and i was draping my arms with the pipe fence thinking oh i've got like a foot before this fence because it's like shoulder level well, apparently i was wrong and one side one hand was close enough to the wire notice I was just barely and it sparked hit one hand went through my chest and went through the other one I heard this pop and I just stood there stumbled backwards clutched my chest and fell over I thought I kicked in the chest it felt like I got kicked in the chest I thought I was going to die and my dad or brother are just sitting there dying laughing I mean your heart didn't start horrible. beating wrongly or anything you didn't as as I don't, okay I don't it didn't matter nobody's gonna check me like ah you <laughs> I'm like, I'm dying. It was, it was awful. It was the most pain I've ever been in. Man, like it was an audible snap. <laughs> they're probably laughing because they're so horrified. <laughs> oh my god, I'm pretty sure I shit myself. I mean, oh my god, that's okay. You, my thing would be it screws up your freaking rhythm of your heart. All of a sudden, your heart goes boom, 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 boom. It just does, like starts yeah, being well, wrong I'm or something. Chicken, so, I mean, I yeah, know. you're fine now. Yeah, I mean, you not, made it. I'm not dead. So you're not that, dead. That's a plus. Yeah, my heart works normal too most of the time. Mm. Yeah, hot wire fences are a lot of fun. My uncles and dad, that was a ritual for them. Is the youngest one eventually would have to pee on the electric fence. Oh my! And they made them all gosh. do it. Why? Prove you're a man out. by running your man. <laughs> It's just painful to be now to think of. Well, and back in those days, those hot wire bench chargers probably weren't exactly uh, tame. So you're yeah. lucky you didn't blow your willy up. You know, awful buggy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, go for it. Snap. Woo! <laughs> that, oh, man. They, well, yeah. A teacher once accused my dad of cheating once. It was it was my dad's brother, but my dad got accused of it. My grandpa came to school and freaking like threatened the teacher, and the teacher ended up apologizing to my dad. Did your dad actually cheat? No, it was my dad's oh. brother. But oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. My dad didn't actually cheat, but yeah. like, it's like, why does your dad have to get so mad? That's what the teacher told my dad. Jeez. And I mean, it's just different different time. I don't know, I can see that happening nowadays, just parents going to school to defend their children. Yeah, but there'd be like a, there'd be like a a case or like a, you know, there's something Mm, would come out of it. I don't know, I've heard, you know, parents coming to teachers and just cussing them out. Oh yeah, I've had stuff like that. I told you about that one time when I was, about that parent. Oh, probably, yeah. (laughs) I had a parent, so I was, well, I was once working at a summer program and I had a group of kids and it was a religious summer program. And this group of kids, they were all decided they were going to organize a fight for the next day. They had awesome. been fighting among themselves and were organizing a fight at a religious program for the you next know, day. How old were these kids? Third grade, fourth That's grade. Awesome. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, whatever you think. <laughs> I know they had problems with it the year before too, because I knew the guy that was at that place the year before. So I said, okay, like this needs to get nipped in the bud. So this doesn't become like a yearly tradition at this place that like the kids get into a fight on Friday. I don't know. I think it's awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> Rod Amanda. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but... Third graders going at it. That's hilarious. I mean, but you know, like as your leader at church camp, you can't let that kind of thing... Oh, I know. I know. It's it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. But I mean, the idea right. of third graders organizing a fight club is, is hilarious. It is funny. I just have problems. I have problems. I have problems with it because this is how it turned out. So anyway, I bring the kids in, and then I, we end up calling their parents because we're like, "Come get them!" Like they they were organizing the they were fighting today. They wanted to organize a fight for tomorrow. Like, can you come? Like, we didn't even tell them to come get them. I think we were just like, we wanted to call the parents and tell the parents that this was happening. Just to inform them. Yeah, and then they. I think they got the kids. They all came and got the kids, but one of them. Uh, who is it? One parent. One parent, yeah. Then came back and like, I guess he was a parole officer or something, but he ended up sitting down with me an hour for an hour. for And like, he was just trying to catch me in doublespeak was his whole point. He was trying to get me to admit things and so that like, somehow it could be like, I could be caught in doublespeak so that he could then use that and be like, well, see, you said this and then you said this and so my son's innocent. For like an hour and his poor son is sitting there beside him. Happy and I'm watching and learning. Watching and I'm watching his. I can tell that his son is just like, not ha- like, like I can tell that his son like I'm. I'm sure like in the I don't know how his son felt after if he felt validated or whatever, but I can tell his son is just sitting there just like mortified, and this man who's obviously just like psychotic. Like you can't just admit that like your son was doing something he wasn't supposed to do, and like you should have a talk to him about it, yeah. and you should. Deal with him and his behavior. Instead, you're trying to figure out a way. Trying to find fault with somebody else. Right. Trying to find fault with me. And not even that, like, I didn't have all my, I had all my ducks in a row. So, like, it wasn't even like, okay, let's make sure my son actually did this. It was, I don't care if my son did it. Let's go and make this, let's go try to be a, a to this dude and try to get him to look bad. Yeah. That's all it was about. Well, he was just trying to pass, pass blame on to you. If he could find one thing you did wrong, all of a sudden he could justify in his mind. Well, it was his fault. It wasn't my son's fault. Yeah, and I mean, it was really, they were just playing, and we were monitoring them, and like, you know, all the kids' stories, like I had them talk to me individually, and their stories all matched each other, and they all matched the story of the person who was watching them, and I filled out the report, like as I should. Mm-hmm. He ended up calling my supervisor, and my supervisor ripped me. And I was like, I mean, what do you want? Like, you should have just talked to the kids and told them not to do it. Like, and I don't agree with that, because I just, my big thing, that reason why I really went that far is because I know it had happened the year before. Yeah, and you need to nip in the bud. Right, you're, you're, I'm just you're 100% like, right. <laughs> is this something that's going to happen every year that like these these people who come here and run this church camp are going to have to deal with kids fighting on the playground? Like, yeah. that's not a good precedent. So, yeah, I, yeah I, church camp fight club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that was, you're talking about parents who are just suck. I mean, that was, because it was, it was like, your kid did something the kid shouldn't have done. Yeah. And like you are doing nothing about it. Yeah. And you're like you're coming and you know, taking away my time. And I, I I'm trying to think of other like when I was tutoring over here. I mean I had one woman threaten to sue me. I'll tell you this. Mm, probably. I was tutoring up in I was tutoring in Midtown, this Midtown woman. In New York, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I had some clients in the Bronx and some clients in Midtown, okay. like they balanced out because one would pay like ten dollars an hour and the other would pay like fifty. Oh, so, 
Um, and the ten dollars an hour was all government money, right. NCLB, right, yeah. no child left behind money. Yep, yep, um, yep. But I came back early from summer from winter vacation to do this kid, who would fall asleep during the sessions, and like. And it's your fault. Right, and then eventually, like the mom was like, "I think you need to read to him," and like I was like, "No, I, I'm I'm tutoring him. He should have already read his content, and I should be helping him like understand it, understand it." Yeah. Well, the whole session started devolving into where I'm just basically like reading to him his reading assignment for the day, and he's falling asleep oh, during of these. Of course, of course. Which at that point, I'm I'm glad that the client got canceled because I don't. I don't know. I'm not like someone's babysitter. Um, but anyway, I was shooting sports photography for the paper at the time. And um, I had a, I had a, a, uh, I had a scheduled appointment with these people. And then I had an appointment to go shoot the basketball game the next night. Mm-hmm. And I go to their place and I get there and I um, tell the desk guy to like ring them up, ring them up. And they said, Oh no, don't come today. Uh, or like, oh, we never had anything scheduled for today. And I had the email saying that they did. Yeah. And they said, but you need to come tomorrow. And I said, I can't come tomorrow. I, I'm already like booked, yeah. booked. They said, you need to come tomorrow. You have to come tomorrow. I, I can't come tomorrow. So if you don't come tomorrow, I'm going to cancel our arrangement. So they ended up dropping me as a client and mm-hmm. then told, like, sent me these, all these crazy emails about how I was a bad person and like a bad tutor. And then she threatened to sue me if I didn't go back and work for her. And I like had to like I had a friend who was a lawyer, and I was like, "Does she have any basis?" And he said, "Well, did the fifteenth uh, fifteenth amendment get passed?" And I said, "Yeah, so slavery is outlawed." Yeah, that's what he told me. He's yeah. like, "You don't have any obligation to her." But like I was like nineteen at the time. I think I was eighteen at the time. Yeah. So I was just like. You know, an eighteen-year-old all alone in New York, and like no one sued, threatening to get sued by this very wealthy, very wealthy, powerful woman. Yeah, and I'm just all alone in my dorm room. Like that was freaking. That'd be awful. That was traumatic. Yeah. Just laying on. You never told me that. Holy. (laughs) I mean, I was scared. I didn't have anyone to talk to because no one was back yet from break. Yeah. Anyway, so we were talking about teacher experiences. Yeah. I mean, parents. Our parents are awful. They are awful. Yeah. Look, if your kids. If, what? That's up there. This lawsuit one. That's that's up there. That's like, you're not doing your kid any good. No. What's your what do you what are you teaching your kid? Like if if you do something wrong, go find someone to blame. Don't take the responsibility, but go find someone to blame. You know this is an excellent segue back to our original topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why don't you give? <laughs> right. Uh, that was smooth. <laughs> that was smooth. So let's let's get the uh, the facts on the ground, right? So. Trump challenges voter fraud. Uh, things we can both agree on. Yeah. Trump challenges voter fraud. And that's fine. Like, if you want to challenge them, that's justified. Right. Go for right. it. Challenge. Let's them. get into the details in just a second. Yeah. Challenges voter fraud. Uh, pretty much every law enforcement agency slash voter uh, voting administration in every state finds that there's no substantial voter fraud. Um, Trump holds a rally, tries to uh, strong arm Pence into not certifying the votes. Um, holds a rally. Works everyone up into a frenzy, tells them to go march on the Capitol. They march on the Capitol, break inside. Um, Trump is reluctant to call the National Guard. Eventually, Pence has to be the one who, who calls in and authorizes the full National Guard response to the event. Um, Donald Trump posts a video after where he t- says that he loves the protesters, the rioters. We love you. Direct quotes. Um, Did he also say to go home? 
He did say to go home in that video. He said, go home, we love you, go home, we'll continue the fight. Yeah. Um, which to me is still, it's not a, not a tamping response. Uh, no, no, I don't think it's, it's, yes, it, if you put it in a vacuum, yes, he said, we love you, go home, that's a perfectly acceptable right. thing to say, but given the circumstances, right, context, I think you could probably, I think you could, you can, people, people do, argue that he did or didn't, but I think given what was actually happening in that moment, yeah. it should have been a much stronger response. And I mean, then, that was wrong. he was suspended for Twitter for 24 hours, um, then, like, uh, there was a one-two punch where you had a news report that Pence was not going to invoke the 25th Amendment, which the 25th Amendment allows a president's cabinet to remove him from office. Um, which, and then Trump also released a video finally conceding the election, saying that he would there would be a transition of power on 20th, which is about as close as he's going to get to a concession. So I think the, the, that was not coincidental that those two things were right beside each other, probably. Yeah. But they were released at the same time, and now they're uh, debating whether they're going to impeach him or not uh, and keep him from holding office in the future. Yeah. So why don't you give your top line take, and then we can maybe go from there. What are your thoughts on the situation? I think that, I mean, you can dig in and question those allegations. Absolutely. That's perfectly fine, except we'll go for that. Um, it's perfectly fine to demand, you know, investigations as to digging into that. Perfectly fine. How well does You're totally within your right to do that. Um, but when over and over and over and over, people are finding that it's uncooperated. It's not. There's no nothing to this. At some point, you have to just throw in the towel. Um, I say, win with honor, lose with honor. Now, there's going to be people that say, well, this and this, such and such happened, and this wasn't counted, rah, rah, rah. But. Keep on. Okay. Um, but just the sheer number of reports and judges, lawsuits, everything that came back negative, at some point you have to just. Okay, everything is looking like. Um, but at some point, if everything's showing that it didn't. There's no, no nothing valid to the uh, voter fraud or nothing substantial, anyways. Then win with honor, lose with honor, um, and then we come to closer to the certification date. Can you talk and, a little louder? Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> and then we come closer to the certification date, and he's still not throwing in the towel. Which, whatever. I mean, if you truly believe that, that's fine, but. At some point, I don't know, I keep saying some some point. <clears throat> Anyways, the certification date comes, and he's got this rally, which that's totally justified, totally fine, have the rally. I'm sorry, but is it justified? Like, it's very obvious that he is lost and that he is at this point just spreading I think lies. he's a sore loser at this point. Right. Like I said, we don't thought I mean, lose that, Okay, but is it right to have a protest about the result of the Democratic? Because like, it's essentially a protest against democracy is what it is. Well, if he truly believes that it was stolen from him, that is justified. But he knows it wasn't. Well. I think he's delusional. He might be delusional. I guess it, it bothers me. Yeah, I guess maybe we do allow, you know, we allow Nazi rallies and everything here. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I just want to say what it is. It's not a 
protest on behalf of the Republican Party. It's a protest it's a against democracy. It's a Trumpian protest. It's a protest against democracy. It's like, we don't like how democracy works. Worked out. That sometimes we're the losers, so we're going to throw a fit. Like, and But that is okay. You can have a protest. People have protest, like you said, a, you know, white supremacy protest. You can you're have right. that. You're right. We do allow people to do yes. that in this country, as long as they're yes. not violent. As yeah. long as you're not violent. I think, and then once people started marching to the Capitol, okay, that's, you know, that's, you're kind of going out there a little bit, guys. And then once they pushed down the barriers and started running, walking up the steps, and then kicked in the doors. This is the freaking Capitol, and you're going in there to loot it, to to ransack it. Oh, I mean, this is I the I think cornerstone of I democracy. I people who are in there to get uh, evil Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I Gosh. don't think it was all just, let's go in and ransack the place. I think there was some... This is the time. I mean, they. I was even watching one woman. They were talking to. Was like, yeah, we're. This is a revolution. Like they were not just going in there to They're cause havoc. People. They were going in there because they wanted to overthrow the government and they wanted to kill the bad people, who yeah. are pedophiles Ugh. that Donald Trump is trying to save the United States from. The freaking elevation of this Q nonsense that somehow it's on TV. Like when I first heard about this, like oh, another crazy thing on the yeah. deep parts the of the fringe. internet. I don't yeah. need to worry about this. Yeah. And now I, we have people storming the Capitol who are convinced that the government is run by a cabal of uh, Satan worshiping pedophiles. Yeah, but to, to, I mean, what what Trump should have done was at the moment that those barriers were pushed down, he sure has no problem tweeting everything else. Why the hell didn't you tweet right then and there? Stop. This Look, is wrong. Go home. I'm he, not. He deni- liked I, it. I'm not yeah. denying that. But that's what he should have done. Uh, right. There, well, well, that, yeah. That's what's frustrating is they're doing this. What the hell are you doing sitting there watching and undoubtedly watching? I'm sure he was getting hustled off into safe space or whatever. He knew it was happening. As soon as he gets booked off to somewhere safe, you got to know something's happening. You can't tell me it took him two or three hours to figure out what was happening when everybody else knew what was going on. He was the last one to figure it out. Right. No, that was wrong that he took that long. Members of his cabinet are sweeting, go home, stop, rah, rah, rah. He's the effing last one to do that. No, as a Look, effing president, you have, there's more, we have higher standards for you. You know, I don't even, it's not, for me, it's not like a disappointing school child or a disappointing act. For me, it's, it's far more serious than that. I mean, he's essentially, if not plotting, then he is uh, condoning and going along and supporting insurrection. I don't know uh, if he was t- plotting. I think. No, was I'm more, not saying, I'm not saying. I'm I saying, think like, it was more of a con- condoning. Right. But I think, how do I put this? I said, even if it's not that like a plotting, right? Yeah. Like even if he's not, even if this wasn't his plan all along, which I don't know, you know, I'm, I don't he had that a- rally on the sixth. He told him to March. I'm sorry, but I don't know that he didn't see this coming. I don't know. I don't know if he saw it coming, but I think as soon as it started happening, I think he was kind of like, Ooh, Ooh, right. Oh, there's no doubt this. that he supported what happened yeah. in my mind. I mean, the fact that, like effectively Pence had to start running the government at some point because like Trump was like, okay with what was happening. Yeah. Like that. And that's the nails in the casket. But I think then you, then it's worth asking the question. Like, was this the plan all along? I don't think it was the plan. I don't think it was Trump's plan to have this go down or some semblance of this go down. But I think when it once it started happening, he was going to, Oh, I'm going to punch his pie at this one. Ooh, sorry guys. So I don't think it was his plan, but I think it was, oh, darn, this is happening. Shoot. Ah. So 
I mean, you get everyone there, you get everyone. I don't know. It's hard. I, I can't know, right? No. And no, unless there's can. some conversations he had with people or there's some recorded audio of him talking about it before it happened, yeah. then we will never know probably no. for sure. Mm-mm. But I mean, I was not that negative. I was not that bearish on Trump, really. Like I was not a Trump voter and I've become uh, more and more bearish on Trump since the election, really since COVID started. You know, I was ready to vote about February of last year. I was ready to vote Trump. Yeah, we. I remember having that conversation yeah. with you. And then like my opinion of him has slowly cratered. But I have gone in the last four days from thinking Trump is just a bad man to Trump is Satan. Like I have, I, mean, I don't think there's anything short of that where, um, I mean, you either have to be so stupid that you don't realize that convincing an entire segment of the country that their democracy has been taking from them is not going to lead to violence. Like you either have to be so stupid that you can't realize that, or you have to know somewhere in, in the back part of your mind, like, Hey, maybe this is going to be violent and maybe this is going to lead to some unrest and you have to be okay with that. I don't think Satan, I don't think he's Satan, but I, like I said, I think he's just extremely disillusioned as to what his actual influence is. I mean, I, I think all this was entirely possible. You don't think he's aware of what the power he commands? You really don't think he is? I, I just can't rationalize that. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that someone would be like, this might happen giddy up and be okay as, with it as the, as the president of the United States. And that's what to uh, me, if, if you have that much no. responsibility and you're, and you're pushing along something like this, to me, that makes you sane. I, I think, I think having the influence that he does. And I mean, you could probably argue whether he pushed, I think he didn't really necessarily push. I think he more of, I'm going to let it sit out there and dangle. And if you take it, shoot type of thing. So I don't know if he was, Pushing it, but I think pushing he was. Violence, you mean? I pushing think he, unrest. I think he yeah. just had the carrot hanging there. He didn't necessarily drive the horses, but the horses just chased the carrot. But at what point, if your horse runs over a little girl in the road, and you're the one who put the carrot out in front, and you knew there was a girl on the road, maybe you weren't trying to hit the girl, but maybe it's your freaking fault. Oh, I'm not denying it's his freaking yeah. fault, but I don't think he was pushing it. Yeah, I don't well, know. I don't. Okay, it's not entirely his fault. Let me clarify. Right. Does he have a portion of the fault? Absolutely. Un, 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 undeniably for what's happening right now. Yes. He has a portion of the fault, oh. but I think por- another portion of the fault lies with the people who actually kick down the fence. Oh yeah. Down the oh, doors. yeah. I'm not, I mean, they're not victims. No, they're not victims. No, 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 no. But I think you have to like, if you're going to try to look at who has fault for that event, I think you have to look at the last two months and like, it's not just Trump's actions that day that put him at fault. It's all the rhetoric and all everything leading up to it. Everything yes. leading up to it. Like, and I mean, he has to be aware when you when he says we are going to keep fighting, we are going to keep fighting. This election has been stolen. It is rigged. We can't trust all the bad people in there. Like, I'm sorry, but if you think that like that's not going to lead to, you know, there are wing nuts out there who read that and say, "Let's get my AR-15. Let's make it happen, Daddy." Like, there are people. I mean, you have you are either so stupid or incompetent that you should never have been president in the first place, or you have some knowledge of what has happened, like could happen. And you're still, and you still just let it keep going. I mean, maybe, maybe he didn't want the violent revolution. Maybe he really did think, hey, we can pressure Congress into overturning the result. But I know when he, like, when I started really started to get a pit in my stomach is in late December when he called in the Michigan lawmakers, trying to like convince them to change the results of the Michigan vote. 
Uh, he called them into mm. the Oval Office and was pressuring them into changing Michigan's result. And the same thing with the Secretary of State. You yeah. heard that phone call. Yeah. Hey, can you find me 20,000 votes? Just tell them you miscounted. By the way, if you don't, I'm going to freaking charge you. Like, you're criminally liable. I'm sorry, but that's not a man who is so he's, stupid that he doesn't know what he's doing. <sighs> that's a man who's trying to overturn the election in his favor. He's absolutely trying to overturn the election in his favor. I don't think that his end goal was, okay, I can't Violent win. Violent revolution. Yes, no, I do yeah. not think that was his goal. Yeah. Do I think he's extremely disillusioned that he actually stood a fighting chance after result, after result, after result, after challenge, after challenge, after challenge was not in his favor? No, you just... Well, according to the reporting from the White House, is basically the more people that told him he couldn't win, the smaller and smaller his circle got. That's extremely disillusioned. Like that Sydney, you remember that Sydney Powell woman, that like crazy lawyer? Anyway, she's like, she's this insane lawyer. Like when your inner circle is Sydney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, and that's all you have left, and they're your inner circle because they're telling you you can still win. Yeah. Like, and he just he just wanted to hear what he wanted to hear. I mean, we all do, but at some point you have to have the maturity to, like I said, just frustrating me over and over. Win with honor, lose with honor. Yeah. At some point, you have to just throw up your hands and say, I really wanted this, and I fought like hell, and that's okay to do that. But nothing indicates that I won, and that frustrates the heck out of me. But at some point, you got to let go. I don't, think Trump even, I don't think Trump even cares that nothing indicates that he won. I think he just wanted to win. Well, and that's fine, but... No, I think, I think he, like, even after the vote was over, I think he's like, I still, I can still win this. I think in his head, he was like, I can still win this. I've got, I think if it was November 20th and there were two months till the election, he thought in his head, I have two months to win this. I've, I mean, his actions since the election have been those of a man who says, this is still up for grabs. It's not someone who's just throwing a fit. It's someone who thinks I can actually make this happen. At every step of the way, he's tried to block the process. Yeah. Well, and I had a conversation with a buddy when... They were trying to freaking stop the count. Remember, they were trying to stop mm-hmm. the count election night. Yeah, they were. I mean, we were living in a country where there were people chanting to stop the voting of counting yeah. of votes. Yeah. Like, that's not that's you wanna, not rhetoric. You're going to steal the vote. That's what you're I mean, trying to look, do there. I if mean, anyone should be able to say stop the steal, it's the left. I mean, or or America even. Yeah, America. America probably. should be able to say stop the steal. Like, no one is stealing Donald Trump's election from him. Donald Trump is attempting to steal the election back. Back. Yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something. I don't remember what I was going to say. Sucks getting old. So what do you say? What are what do you put the odds of a significant civil unrest here in the next couple of oh, weeks? Oh, that's what I, that's okay. That's that's what I was going to say. Is I had a buddy with a conver- I had a conversation with a buddy on early November when it became obvious that Trump had lost. Mm-hmm. Was do you think he's going to tr- have a peaceful transfer of power? And my response was yes, I think he will, but I think he's going to kick and scream and make it absolutely as difficult as possible for everybody involved. And I stood to be right up until early January. Mm-hmm. Then that happened. And I'm like, I had to, I, me and buddy, I talked to him that day and I'm like, I think I was wrong. I think if this continues, it will be a violent transfer of power. We're going to have to forcibly remove him from office if this trajectory continues. Yeah. Um, but as for civil unrest, the chances... I think it's I think it is the chances of a nationwide very very infinitesimally small. The chances of civil unrest inside of DC, inside of Atlanta, Chicago, LA, you know, these random pockets, 
I think the chances are much higher there, but still very, very small. I think DC probably has the highest probability of civil unrest. Um, but I'd like to think that at this point in the game, this was enough of a warning shot. I think we're going to have every stinking law enforcement officer within a 200 mile radius on point and ready to roll. And they have a plan in place that if this happens, we're going to do this and it will squelch any and all civil unrest. And you can have civil unrest. That's fine. But as soon as it becomes violent, destructive, that's where you need to nip in the bud right in and there. And I would be saying that for any protest. Oh yeah. Any, any right. I don't care what party it was that was, that had was in the office doing like, I just want to make this clear. It doesn't, this is not a party thing. No, this is, you know, that's so frustrating when people make it like that. It's it, when it's identity, when it's when it's political party. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter race, color, gender, whatever. Yeah. Anybody protesting, you're fine to protest. But as soon as it turns violent, yeah, we've got a problem. And you know, someone was like, uh, the day that this capital happened, someone was like, uh, "Man, isn't it feel it probably feels good for you that your side?" Because he was on the other side, Define quote other unquote, side. right? He was like, oh, "Your side, you know, looks." Is coming out of this looking good. I'm like, it's not about my freaking no. side. I'd rather this hadn't happened. Yes. And also, it's not your side there storming the Capitol. And I tell you what, I saw those reports and I thought, okay, this is finally jumping the shark. Like, we're all going to admit that all this was crazy. It's so obvious that, like, you can't just challenge the results of the election and tell people and, like, not think there's going to be trouble brewing. And everyone's going to realize that. And we're going to be able to stop this nonsense. But I. So I, I thought immediately after seeing the report, I thought, okay, this is the end of it. Like, this is the day Dumas, and, like, this is the end of the this report. farce. Which report? Uh, that the Capitol had been broken into. Oh, oh okay, gotcha. And yeah, then yeah. I have had so many conversations with people since the Capitol. I've been listening to conservative radio. I've had conversations with family and friends where they have been defending the actions. You've been listening to Christian they radio, have, too. What? Christian radio, too. Christian I mean, radio, too. You're listening to everything. And I, and I, and I laud you for that, is listening to yeah. everybody. Yeah, I try to, yeah. And I think everybody should. Right. You should not be stuck in your silo. Absolutely. But I have met enough people who I know are not nutcases. I mean, maybe this has turned them into nutcases, but who are not conservative, like who are not Alex Jones conservative nutcases, but who are standing there telling me the election was stolen from us, like who are just saying it like, and like, like citing evidence for it. It's not even like a good argument, but they're just like firmly convinced of what they're saying. Like, I have had conversation after conversation, and I think if we live in a world where there's that many people that have that mindset, that like, I went from thinking, okay, this is the end of it, to like, I don't think this is the end. I don't know how big it gets, but I, there's enough people out there who really believe the election was stolen, and there are some people who believe the election was stolen, but but condemn the violence. And I actually have less respect for those people now because we were talking about this last night. If you legitimately believe, I think that this is a very Gosh, I don't know how to phrase this. I think what you're about to say, because I know what you said last yeah. night. I think what you say is very true, yeah. but it's also very dangerous. It is incredibly dangerous. It's very. I mean, it is right. horribly dangerous. If you are someone who Continue. truly believes that democracy has failed you, that the vote was tampered with, and the U.S. government and the U.S. system of voting and the, US, and the United States democracy has failed you, okay, and the established systems no longer work. The only rational choice in that case is violent revolution. If you really believe that the established system 
has wrongly cheated you out of what you should have, then you are a coward if you are not someone who is going out there to defend your country from these corrupting influences. And, I and that's the only rational answer. And so these people who are saying, we don't want violence, but we believe the election was stolen, I think they're only saying it right now because the media is condemning violence and no one likes violence. But if you stop and think about it, I really believe this. Well, we have to take back America. And I'm speaking for these people, not for myself. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. that's why I find it so hard. Like, we can't, this conversation, this, this debate, can't be over whether storming the Capitol was okay. Because if you hold that opinion, storming the Capitol is the only thing you can do. And I was thinking about that last night and this morning, kind of chewing it over and mulling it over. And it just, like, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of creates this uh, unrest, I guess, inside. It's just like, man, what you're saying is 100% valid. But, man, there's a lot of crazies who believe a lot of crazy stuff. And I think that statement <laughs> would kind of be Trumpian in that, well, what I'm saying in a vacuum isn't wrong. But given context, not saying your context, but I mean, if Trump were to tweet something like that, if Trump were to say exactly that, then the context and where he's at. If Trump were to say that, that would be a declaration be, of civil war. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes, it would. Yeah. So that would be and, the but the problem is in a vacuum, there's really I don't know if nothing wrong. It just it just it 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 too freely gives the green light for violence, I guess is probably the best way I can say that is too freely does but that. We give. had to fight the American Re I, I Revolutionary War. You know, repressive you know, people who are oppressed by by dictators have to fight their revolutions. And in these people's minds, that is what we're living in. But and the this is where you got to go back. At some point, violence is okay. At some points, violence is your last option. Oh, when somebody's coming to take your wife and child, right. absolutely. But violence that's is... the world they're living in in their but heads. That's my concern. Is you've got this handful. Oh, golly, it's probably more than a handful. It's now. more. Than, I mean, it used it's... to be a handful. It used to be. I we used to have the right wing nut in my family, and and she was the nut. Yeah. And I tell you what. Now my I have a family of right wing nuts. Like, I don't think it's it's a handful of people anymore. I mean, I think the polling has shown that 50% of the Republican Party believes the election was stolen. Somewhere north of 50% of the election, like, legitimately believes that the election was stolen But that's from them. my concern, is they legitimately believe this was stolen. So, given that rationale, they are legitimate in grabbing their gun and going to the Capitol. Too freely does that give the green light to violence. I just... Part of my frustration is that... I read CNN, I read CBS, I read Fox News. I mean, I read yeah. the major news outlets. I'm not reading, you, you know, Alex Jones. You, not, uh, how could you? How could you trust the news? How could you trust institutions, Zach? None of them are to be trusted. I mean, eyes, you only eyes trust open. who Trump tells you to trust. Gosh, I don't understand. I guess, I guess most people read multiple news sources. I guess most people listen to... This is something to, you assumed. Yes, yeah. because... If I only read one thing, then I only get one viewpoint. Do you really want? I get my thought was, do you really want just one viewpoint? No, I want to know what's truly going on. So I'm going to read a couple different sources, get a couple different viewpoints. The truth is somewhere in the middle. That's what I thought everybody was. But as of a couple of days ago, reading some of the comments on some of these Fox News stories, so many of those comments were like, "Hell yeah, hang Mitch the the witch." I mean, I mean, so many of these were like, "Let's go to violence," like guys. Do you really think those happened? Like, let's just take a step back, read multiple sources. Let's not just drink the Kool-Aid. 
Do you think this happened? Yes. Let's research it. Do you truly understand? Let's dig into the facts. Right. Do your research. Do your homework. If you're going to accuse the United States system of like system of democracy of completely failing, you have better thought very, about it long and hard. Yes. Because the implications not. of that are quite profound, as yes, we just said. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to make a step like that, if you're willing to make a step like grab your gun and go to the Capitol, you better be extremely well informed. Yeah. And just listening to Alex Jones is not going to get you extremely well informed. You don't even know what the other side is saying. Hell, for a while, Hell, I you don't even know what your own side is saying. Like you, Fox News is liberal now. Fox <sighs> News is too liberal for these people. Fox News is is a liberal Larry. I think, I, and and you know what's frustrating is Fox News was not a liberal Larry three months ago. Fox News is not a liberal Larry. I think I well, think it's worth first saying if this the home of Tucker Carlson is not a left wing media outlet. Yes. It's just shocking how as soon as Trump decided they were a liberal Larry, as long as, as soon as Trump decided they were too liberal. That was all it took. All Trump had to say, Fox News has be- has become a joke, and everybody is now anti-Fox, anti-Fox News. Just, and I saw it with Chris Wallace, who did a good job moderating that he debate. Did decent, yeah. He did a good job moderating that debate. and all, But Trump attacked him, and all of a sudden, Chris Wallace is anathema. Like, that's all it took. But I think anytime you get to the point where, where one man's declarations of something's worth is all that counts to you, you have effectually created a cult. Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, I think we need to have a, a, a political political party where you have a system of ideals and goals right. and rules that I'm fine with because everything should have a system of goals, ideals, and rules. But as soon as your system of goals, ideals, and rules devolves into one man saying whatever, and you take that lock, stock, and barrel... At some point, you would think that a rational human being would be like, okay, I'm only listening to what that guy says right. and believes what that guy says. Mm, you need to be more critical of not only yourself, but everybody else. Well, and you would think, like, it made, like, back in the day when there was senators and Mike Pence would back up whatever Trump said, you're like, okay, there's there's a group of people who believe this. But, like, when he is attacking any, when, every, when it's the world, when it's everything against Trump, like, you got to Occam's razor this one, people. It's like, what makes more sense? That literally everybody that disagrees with this man somehow is evil, okay? And they are all plotting against him in concert, or he's throwing a fit. Like, what is, yeah. like, like one is like, like, very simple and very, like, just self on its face, like, just explains everything. And the other is like, this mass web of like, this and that like it's just it's not even a contest like it's just so obviously when his most ardent supporters who have been with him and through everything with him are the ones that are like no this is nuts i'm sorry when those people are saying right. that but no now they're they're being they're being hamstrung by the left they're being terrorized by the violent left that i've gotten that response and it's like i'm sorry but but who was it that stormed the capitol i'm sorry like like what well, Who is it that's threatening violence on the internet right now? It's not the freaking left. And, and, and it's hard to say that this is even the right that's threatening the violence. And that's probably it's something, that's a fair it's something point else. Because I, I, I consider myself a member of I the right. I consider you right. And you I are not. I consider myself you, Republican. Yeah. But. That's not you threatening that violence. Oh, yeah. Gosh, no. But to, to be. Well, if you're going to be on the right, if you're going to be a Republican, you might as well call yourself a Trumpian. There is no. Right. There is no extreme right wing. Trumpian, Republican, moderate, Democrat, yeah. liberal, rah, rah, rah. There's no, there's no 
uh, whatever the word I'm looking for, um, range, I guess. Yeah. It's hard for me to talk about it like sides because that's the only framework I have to talk about this. But it's like it's not an accurate way to talk about it. And it makes it like it's a left right issue when it's not really a left right issue. It's a left. It's America versus Trump issue. Trumpian. Trumpian Trumpian, is the new political party slash cult. And that's I mean, if you're not with us, you're against us and you might as well be shot and hung too. I know I know there are people who hate The New York Times and I have a lot of problems with The Times, but there are some excellent reporters on there. And one of them, Maggie Haberman, was reporting on on the event. Anyway, I just really like her stuff. Sure. I like she's she has a lot of good sources in the White House. Um, but anyway, she was saying like it's and this is not a source thing, but this is just a, a tweet she had where it's like it's very telling that when these people took over the Capitol, they did not hang American flags mm. off the Capitol. They hung Trump flags off the Capitol. Yes. Like when you see these protesters, count the number of American flags and count the number of Trump flags. Trump and Civil War flags. And, or, uh, and Confederate flags. Confederacy yeah. flags. Like. Like count count the proportion, and I think that tells you everything you need to know. It's not a. It has felt more and more in the last month that this is not a. Is less a America. We're proud of America. We're fighting for America. Right. It has become more of we're fighting for Trump, and that's yeah. a problem. You fight for the ideal. You fight for the country of America. You don't fight for right. the man. He is right. he is a fallible, flawed, seriously flawed human being yeah to just put your entire faith in this guy is Dude, he's insanity red- he to has me. become redneck jesus i don't Actually, think I, that's I, the right i don't think that's a good that's not the right term for it. it's too dismissive too insulting i think it's but i think it describes people's freaking adoration of this fella like the near right, he's a he's a quasi religious character to some people i think people. it's too strong to he is say the redneck savior. jesus but he i do the think he's a political savior he's the savior He's he going is. to save the country. He's the savior. He's the political savior. Savior, yeah. sure. But I think the word I could, savior I could, I could in some context that. is the right. I think I could buy a political savior. Yeah. Yeah. But. But I mean, it's almost like it's not like it's almost Jesus like because he's infallible. Like he's not just like someone that you can trust in. He's someone who like. He absolutely speaks the truth. He absolutely the truth. speaks the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is such a disillusion to use that phrase again way of looking at it i mean you're just totally buying this guy anything this guy says whether there's anything any basis to it at all and that's how can you be a coherent functional adult when you totally buy one guy's and you know what's sad is the fact that we've there's probably someone that listened to this and that when we started talking about trump's faults was like i gotta turn it off no, Zach has become Zach's no longer a Republican. There's no, there's people. Oh, I'm sure if, if that many people. What do you say to it, someone I'm like sure. that? That hears you right now and says, "Oh, Zach's become a Democrat." I guess I don't know. I've never thought of that because no, there are people who I'm, are going to hear you talk think, and be like, "Oh, okay. Zach's become a, a left winger now." You're going to me off. Gosh, dang it! No, but, but I'm telling because, you, that's, that's I, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, then that's fine. If you want to say that I'm a Democrat, okay. If you want to say I'm a Republican, define your terms. What is Democrat? What is a Republican? Define your terms, Democrat, and then left, we'll see where left, I line left up. Left is whatever's not aligned with Trump. That's bat crap crazy. It's crazy. It's <laughs> okay. Then what are the tenets? What are the tenets of does not agree with Trump? Uh, what outline your terms here? Are you asking me? Because I'm not one of these people. Play, play devil's advocate. Um. Well, Trump said Fox News is liberal, so Fox News is liberal. Okay. I think. I think, Why are I think they the liberal? only tenet of Trump of Trumpianism is drink the Kool Aid. Drink the Kool Aid. What the man tweets, you okay. believe. Gosh. That's just 
I can't even bring myself to say that I'm a Democrat because I'm not. I don't agree. You're with not. You're not at all. Like ideologically, you're not. No. No. Not at all. Not at all. Like the stuff that they. No, I'm not even going to get into that. But uh, no, I'm a Republican, a proud, di- lifelong Republican. <laughs> I'm not a Trumpian. There's a difference, apparently. You. But, can you really be a Republican and not be part of that's a what cult? pisses me off because yeah. pe- that that's how it that's what it is now. There Mitt are Romney's pe- a liberal. I mean, if Mitt if Mitt Romney is a liberal, Larry. Well, people would say that he was a liberal, Larry, before all this. He was the I don't Republican I don't candidate. Agree with that? I, I, I'm not arguing with you, right? But I don't agree with him that him being liberal, Larry. No, he's more moderate than others. He's more moderate than others. Which, yeah. Okay. I mean, I have no problem how, with how moderates. Dare he? <sighs> God, and that's what's. Just the absolutely you you're either with us or against us, or we can have a conversation and right. get, understand we just, where we're or, at. Or how spectrum. About, that's what I was looking for. How about this as a as a way of thinking? Instead of saying, "Hey, my group of people, my socioeconomic, my regional group of people believes X, Y, and Z on twenty different issues." How about on those 20 issues, you do some research and you have a range of opinions. And sometimes Mm -hmm. your opinions will align with those of the right. And sometimes your opinions will align with those of the left. And you are actually a person with opinions instead of just a freaking parrot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's where we are. It's like like we're not even thinking about things anymore. We're saying, oh, my party is this. Let me justify what my party tells me to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I and I, me and me and my brother were having a conversation about this, and my what I what I kind of in talking to him kind of realized it was I have a handful of senators and congressmen that I my beliefs align pretty closely with theirs, and I'm going to agree with them on most things. I pay attention to what they say, what they yeah. do. I mean, just kind of keep a key on what are they doing. Do I still agree with them? Blah, blah, blah. And do I agree with them on everything? No. But I trust that these guys, I would believe them, I trust them on most things. I don't know if trust is the right word, but I'm going to agree with them on most right. things. It's their job. Yeah. Their job is to think about these things and come up with opinions. I mean, and I cannot go into every facet of the government and dig in and try to and understand. you're not privy to enough information, no, really. No, absolutely yeah. not. Right. And I, I don't know if, I don't know why that would be a bad thing is, yeah, you have five people that you agree with, whether they're Nancy Pelosi and... Chuck Schumer and all that, whether you have a handful of those people that you agree with or a handful of people like uh, Dan Crenshaw, Josh Hawley, yeah. um, Ben Sass, those type of guys that I agree with that I, if I right. kind of listen to. Those guys don't agree on everything. They're not infallible, but it's a small range because you can't every, listen to everybody. I don't everybody. think you're necessarily – every time they tweet something, you're like, oh, God, I have to believe that. No, no, no. Absolutely. Well, right. Josh Hawley, was, he wasn't going to certify yeah. – and I disagree with that. Dude, I'm, but I still listen to him. I still yeah. – because I think he has – more good things to say than wrong, but he's not infallible. That's why I listen to a range of people. I just, why can't, I'm not thinking, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. You shouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. You should take what they say, internalize it, think about it, and come up with a log- logic coherent response. Yeah. This What's is, the problem with that? This is why I think, and I told you this last night, if I, if I had to put the odds that one state is overrun for a period exceeding 24 hours, by by violent unrest, um, I put those odds around twenty percent at this point because a whole state or the state capital, like the state capital, like the yeah. state is the state is like it state becomes taken over before this is sufficient the military. State of, the state presence. of DC? No, I don't think DC. I don't think I think it would be something like why like Wyoming or Kansas. Where it's think, like I don't. It's ignored enough. There's not enough police presence. There's a strong enough groundswell support for things. 
that a large protest could get out of hand in just a few minutes. I think it would um, be more of a state like Arkansas where there's a ton of – I don't think there's enough in Kansas. Yeah, but one of these – you know what I mean? One of these states yeah, that's yeah, away yeah. from the power centers that would kind of be ignored until it was too late. Um, and, um, and I put my odds on that because at some point, like, I – how do I put this? I feel like if there's normally a situation like this, I talk to people I know and I'm close to, and then like we all just like come to some resolution about it. But I can't bridge that gap if I can't, I can't bridge that gap if like we are still debating about what reality is. Yeah, like, if you can't even get past define your terms, if we can't even get like, water. like we, you and I at the start, we're like, okay, these are the facts on the ground. And like, yeah. but I can't even do that with these people. And so like, how am I supposed to talk? Like, how do I put this? The argument I made earlier that violent revolution, if you believe that violent revolution is the, uh, <laughs> um, is the only natural, like natural response. Hopefully in a, in a, hopefully what would happen is I'm able to talk to these people and work with them through like their concerns about the election, et cetera, et cetera. But what happens is I bring my different conception of reality. They label me as something not to be trusted. And, and they shut you down. And then, you and then you they out. are trapped in their echo chamber of this alternate reality. The only logical outcome of which is violent revolution. And I don't think I think I don't think it has any chance because it's not like the Civil War where like entire states like where it really was a regional thing, right? Yeah. Where it was like the states in the South, they were all like connected to like, yeah, it was, it was like the civil war, like the entire state believed this thing. The entire region believed this thing. You could actually like form a rebel country. This it's a pocket within the state or there's, and these pockets, pockets are, throughout the nation. Right. And are country. larger in some places than others. Absolutely. And I just, so I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're anywhere near civil war too. No, but gosh, I think no. the fact most people I talk to like are very bearish on the idea that there's going to be civil unrest over this. And I don't think they realize how convinced these people are that democracy has been stolen from them. And, um, and, and how, like, I just know how an echo chamber, echo chamber works is you, you say one thing and it gets magnified to 10,000. Mm -hmm. And so I just know that like what happened last Wednesday was a drop in the echo chamber. And I'm not able to breach that echo chamber and like stop the echo. And I just know right now in those halls and the internet forums they read and OANN and Newsmax and their Twitter feeds they like to follow and their own friends and family who all agree with them that that kind of thought just is just ricocheting off the walls and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. Oh, people are mad. You know, people are really upset. They're not going to put up with it. Well, they shouldn't. Why should they? I mean, well, yeah. Well, and, and you know, maybe it was, you know, it, it just amplifies. And it's it's impossible to stop it. Sorry, I'm a little loud. That's fine. Getting, yeah, he's, he's James is awake, so it doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying with yeah. all that. Yeah, I know that was a long spiel, but no, I. I that's I just, why I think it's not it's not a joke. I, I don't think it's a joke either. It's not a typical run of the mill political thing where we get worked up about it, but there's really not any consequences. Like there's consequences this time. But there was so much backlash across the board from what happened at the Capitol. By the institutions, those in those in positions of power, but you can't trust them. You can't trust them. They're all liars. Only Trump's to be trust trusted. You can't trust the news media reporting on this. They're lying. Trump Trump called the National Guard, or he didn't. It was Antifa. It was Antifa that made Trump look bad. 
and the left wing is infiltrating our protests and making us look bad. We need to fight against the left wing violently fighting against us. That's what's, I mean, that's the problem. It's like, the, these that you can't trust the announcements. Trump's already said you can't trust Romney. Trump's already said and, you can't trust Pence. The problem is when you only have one source, and that one source is one man. If one source was like a Fox News, there's different opinions within Fox News. This is one opinion, one source, one singularity. That's yeah. a problem because any other singularity other than the singularity on a pedestal is wrong. So I don't know. You got any closing words? What are your What are your closing thoughts? Eyes wide open. Do your stinking research. Look at multiple sources. Come to your own conclusion. Listen to opposing viewpoints. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Anything else you wanted to bring up or wanted to say that you... Mm, Not at the moment. And I think, you know, we are both friends. You know, I don't hate you. Yeah, I think we talked about this. Sorry, I thought we were about that. No, you're good, yeah. We talked about this when we were having breakfast forever ago. Me and you, we were talking about something. We were both heated about talking about it. And... We were both, you know, <laughs> sit back and you sit, you sit there and you drink your coffee for about a minute. <clears throat> so man, the freaking Jayhawks, wow, Lee, what the hell happened there? You know, I mean, you just, you have a conversation, you disagree, take a step back, cool down and you talk about something else. Yeah. It's, you, we disagree on a whole bunch of things. Right. But at the end of the day, we can sit down and have a beer. Well, we did last night. <laughs> we had several. <laughs> I mean, golly, how incredible would it be if, I don't know, Ben Sass up there in D.C. had a podcast where he had Nancy Pelosi come on and they just drank beer and talked about their backgrounds. Why is that so hard? They would go up. People from different parties would go out to dinner together and stuff. They would used to hang out. The old guard. The old guard used to do that. Yeah. But why? Why is that so hard? Like, okay, we disagree on certain things. We're going to put that down. We yeah. disagree. We disagree. We can talk about that later. Man, the Chiefs are going to... I hope yeah. the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, man. Well, it's, I mean, a lot of times you have more in common just on a personal level with someone across the aisle than necessarily with people who have the same opinions as you. Yeah. Like, you might. And I, I mean, as a corollary to that, how limiting is it that you only associate with people who already agree with everything you agree on? Very. Like, how, how limiting is that? I mean, it just... That's limiting to your mind, limiting to the ways you can think. If everybody you talk to is from the same place, believes the exact same thing, things as you, like, what are you getting? Well, I think I think a a parallel is travel, like going and seeing places. If all you ever do is drive to work, drive home, work in your field, yeah, work with your cows, whatever, and you don't see anything else. Does Yellowstone really exist? I mean, what's so pretty about right. Yellowstone? Okay, it does exist, obviously, but I mean. Are you too what's so special? Well, what's so special about it? You hate it? Kansas. That's why you want to leave. You I know mean, how much I got that. <sighs> God, do you hate us? You hate us. You hate us. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, having going out there and getting different perspective of the world, not political, just like traveling somewhere, it gives you a whole new appreciation. Like going to Arkansas. I love Arkansas. I think it's a beautiful state. The yeah. Black Hills that we the drove Black, through. I mean, might be the prettiest part of the country. I, I I've would ever argue seen. they were. Yeah, I mean, they were. Unbelievable! I know why they were sacred. and there's nobody up there. like like it's yeah. not like people are exploiting yeah. this. Yeah, it's just I know why Indians that freaking giant held that gorge sacred. with the mountains hanging over the lake and like, just that shrouded in mist. Yeah, yeah, the hills, golly! But then you come back to Kansas and you're like, I love the fact that I can see for yeah I eight like miles Kansas. and the sun sets. I love right. it. 
you have a whole new appreciation where if you never leave, like, yep, sunsetting. But then when you go to yeah. Arkansas and you see those hills and the rivers and the float trips and all the fun you can have there and the awful, nasty, winding roads, you come back to Kansas, you're like, oh, I can just put it on cruise and I can almost fall asleep. The roads are so straight. This is lovely. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you have a whole new appreciation. And that's just geography. Same thing on a much greater scale when it comes to political stuff. Have different conversations. Have Go talk to people who yeah. disagree with you. But at the end of the day... And learn learn how to learn how to have a conversation who disagrees with you because maybe it's almost a skill. Ugh, unfortunate. But but learn work on that skill. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and, and I'm I'm horrible at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like yeah. there's some there's some people that I can't talk to just because we get stuck on this one or two topics and that's and it. I think it's important to say, and this is something I said a few. I think at breakfast is hell three, maybe it was five. I know it was six. Breakfast is hell six, but it's really it's essential to come into a conversation. With maybe I don't have the right answer. If you're not coming into a, if you're not like if you're having a legitimate discussion on a on a idea, and you're not coming into the, the discussion with a, a presupposition that maybe I'm wrong, I'm willing to hear what the other side has to say and consider what they have to say if it's reasonable. If you're not coming into it with that and you're just trying to win, then you're not going to get anywhere. Well, eyes wide open, head on a swivel. I mean, yeah. win with honor, lose with honor. You. You have to be prepared to lose. To, I mean, you have to have. Those but I don't think it has to be a winner or lose thing. Like, I well, think you can, yeah, that, you're, that you're was both the winner. Wrong. You're both the winner. I come. I and, guess it's not a winner. I listen lose. to what yeah, you have right. to say, and or sometimes me arguing against you reinforces the thing I already believed. But that's just because you know, I was challenged yeah. on it. Yeah. And I believe more now that it is. It is. You know. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, like you, you have to go. I guess into a conversation and a debate with good faith. It's yeah, not, it's that, not that's a competition true. That's true. to be won. Yeah, lost. yes, I, I misspoke when I, I shouldn't have said that. Winner, win, final, lose, final. In St- that circumstance, quit dunking. Quit dunking on. Quit trying to dunk on people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Be prepared to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, you're and, not infallible. Well, and, and you know, it's okay to be wrong. Like you can bring up something and be in. You know, you can still lose a debate, but be in the right. So, like, I guess, I guess, yeah. is prepare to learn. Be, be yeah. open to learn. Open to have conversation. You may be wrong. Yeah. I mean, be prepared to be wrong. 